And um, today we are kicking this podcast off with a breakdown of some NBA games on deck tomorrow and on Saturday. Today is January 14th, so it may be a different date when you're listening to this, but just keep in mind that we are dealing with the stats, statistics, and games that are coming out right now. So please just have a little grace and be patient if we get some things wrong or maybe not as precise as you may like us to be. We are not super experienced with this whole podcasting thing. Thank you. So, Caden, how are you? Good. How about you, Alex? I am doing just fine. You know, this is this is just a wonderful day. You know, it is, it is snowing here in the homeland of Minnesota, but that's okay. And we are going to start by breaking down some NBA games. And I'd like yeah. to get your thoughts on this since, you know, I am – I am not an NBA guy. I am a fish out of water, I tell you. But I know you have much more knowledge on the subject than I. So yeah. tomorrow, the 15th, are you seeing any games that really catch your eye or, you know, draw attention? Yeah, yeah. Um, so as I uh, look into the schedule for tomorrow, um, some games that really catch my eye, are uh um really um if I when I'm looking at the schedule the New York Knicks at Cleveland you know both were underdog teams coming into the season but they both played uh actually really well um so that should be a good matchup um you got the Milwaukee Bucks against you know Luca and Brazingis. And that team, and then probably the third game to watch, I would say, is you got Los Angeles Lakers against New Orleans Pelicans. Zion is cleared uh, to uh, play against the Lakers, which will be a really good thing for the these New York New Orleans Pelicans team and fans. Um, he was out due to COVID nineteen uh, Wednesday night, and yeah. Oh, I mean, we all know how dangerous of a player that Zion Williamson can be. You know, even from watching some of his high school film a while ago, I was like, this guy is going to be dominant, not only in college, but in the NBA. And, you know, he had a kind of a bumpy start to last season. And he really he really came into his game and he played physical basketball. His three-point shot, I say, improved quite a bit Yeah, from where it was in college. You know, this is only his rookie season we're talking about but you know it was he is he is definitely a force to be reckoned with and i don't think that any team even if he's coming off of covid can take this guy lightly yeah and when you look at his stats 21 points a game eight rebounds a game one assist a game and it's just you're looking at his stats and he's just just like this the stats that he's putting up is kind of insane just for his second year and people are saying, you know, he could be uh, the best in the league. So. You know, and I would say that's a long shot at this point, but I think he ne- he needs to work on – he had a really physical presence in college when he played at Duke. You know, he had a lot of blocks. He bullied a lot of people in the post. I feel like he should start getting that 
back a little bit. I feel like he's lost a tad bit of it coming in and playing against some really tall opponents in the NBA. Like I'd like to see his rebounds go up by maybe like three boards per game and his blocks go up by like a block per game. You know, then he'd be averaging a double-double, and that is no joke. And, yeah, if you're averaging a double-double in your second year in the NBA coming off of COVID, I mean, mad respect to the man. Yeah, that's really saying something. And, yeah, so, I mean, we're looking at the Eastern Conference and some some teams you look at, Boston Celtics, Bucks, 76ers, um, Pacers, Magic, Nets. Uh, yeah, those news about the Nets, Harden getting traded, including eight teams, Houston getting eight draft picks. It it was a pretty big change. So I think we, we will be seeing – Nets going up in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and let's talk about the Nets. They've had quite the history this past year. You know, KD got traded at the end of 2019 season, and he went with the Nets, and we didn't really get to see him due to his Achilles injury, which, you know, he's an Achilles injury is no joke. I mean, a recent study has shown that, like, only 6% can recover fully and then play even better after their injury and Kevin Durant is I know it's nice to see that smooth jumper of his again and he is playing pretty well but there's a lot of drama going around with especially Kyrie and now this trade coming in and in my opinion I feel like they're they're rushing it a little bit and they just need to kind of like set the bricks and build up a little bit more slowly and traditionally because you know, Kyrie, that's a lot of uncertainty already. And then a whole new thing comes in with James Harden. But, I mean, this is the NBA. What are your thoughts? Yeah, my my thoughts with this, they're really interesting. You know, you you come into this week, you know, Kevin Durant is the second leading point scorer, about 30 points a game. And when you look at this, uh, James, James, Harm, James Hard, Harden, sorry, is coming in and he's he's averaging what 18 points a game some nice uh assists and a few steals but i think what makes him such a key player is he wants he want he's driven and i think you know that that press conference statement really drove him away from the team you know he's he's been and what what i think a lot of houston fans and other NBA fans are seeing that they don't like is how he has been putting a fit. You know, this has been going on for a few months now, how he wants to so desirably go to the Nets and how he's been saying, I would like to go to the Nets. And the owners being like, I'm sorry, we're not going to do that right now. And then them pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And doing things like not attending games, not attending practices, and just throwing a fit and it ending up being very costly to not only but his fan base. And yeah. And when you look at Kyrie, he has also been throwing a fit. You know, people are questioning, is it time for him to retire? You know, I think he still has a lot of basketball in him. But when you look at how he's been He's kind of putting the same fit with James, like James Harden. He's going to parties without masks. Or this isn't the investigation. Is he going to parties without masks? But um, 
And is he going to Zoom calls instead of games and not telling anyone? Like, he hasn't said anything. So I think there's a lot of drama going down. I think in a month we'll see it settled down. We'll see what's going on with Kyrie. We'll see how James Harden is doing in the Nets. And I'm really interested into seeing how the other teams benefited from this trade. Yeah, and I mean, that's a, that is a lot. Eight draft picks, that is a lot. And I think that this is a good opportunity for you know, the Rockets to kind of move away from the James Harden, Chris Paul phase, the James Harden phase in general, because he's been with them for a long time. And he's kind of been like the star of their team, to be honest. They had, they had some other good pieces around him. Like I was a big Clint Capel fan, and he is. I still think he's pretty solid today. I do believe he is. Yeah, he is third in the league in rebounds per game with twelve point nine, which is that is a solid statistic. But I think it's time to move on from that phase. You know, you had a deep run in the playoffs in twenty seventeen, I believe. You almost beat the Warriors. It's close, and the Warriors that year were probably one of the best teams that the NBA has kind of ever seen with, you know, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay. I mean, they were a solid team. But this is a lot of draft picks and a really good opportunity to bring in young guys, to, you know, maybe make some trades and use free agency to their advantage. And I really hope they do. I mean, I'm not a big Rockets fan, but I always kind of get excited when I see a new superpower or at least the like the yeah. possibility of one. So. I'm kind of rooting for him in the back of my head going, you know, I hope they can bring in a bunch of draft picks and kind of form a solid team again and rebuild to that Houston, like 20, 2017, 2018 yeah, type of caliber. Like team. What you said is he's, he's put a lot into that city. You know, I think he made an especially big statement mm-hmm. in saying, I, I've done, uh, this situation is tough. I've done everything for the city that I could which, I mean, averaging last year 30 points a game, tennis steals, like, he yeah. put so much onto the floor. Um, I think the way that he went left Houston was not okay, but his legacy in Houston will stay. Yeah, remember him as he was and not as he yeah. is. All right, let's take a look at these games one more time. And now we're going to kind of do our ranking here and pick three. And this is this can be throughout, like, you know, tomorrow I'll or you, Saturday. Wait, I'll give so we've guys, got – I'll give you guys a scoreboard like, right now. Like, it's January 14th, so it'll be a little different. We got the 76ers beating the Heat right now, 78-64. Middle of the third quarter. This is kind of an expected win for the 76ers. The Heat are a good team this year, but – the 76ers, jo- Joel Embiid has been playing really well. Rockets are beating the Spurs. Um, 44-39, almost end of the second. Uh, halftime, we got Raptors up against the Hornets, 71-62. And the Warriors and Nuggets will play later tonight. Um, and yeah, let's, let's get back to the, the future game. You know, honestly, I'm I'm I know. We're looking at Friday and Saturday, but that Warriors Nuggets game, in my yeah. opinion, that's going to be a, you got Jamal Murray kind of rising back you, to their power, and the Nuggets are a solid team again. So that should Vince be a Wiseman game. and Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they usually they. Use, I think. Yeah. 
the Knicks at the Cavs, Mavericks at the Bucks, Grizzlies at the Timberwolves, Bulls at the Thunder, Hawks at the Jazz, Clippers at Kings, and Pelicans at the Lakers. And I know we mentioned Zion Williamson taking on LeBron in L.A. I think that's going to be Yeah. So I'm turning my eyes to the Mavericks and the Buck games. I think that's probably going to be the more evenly matched games of the two. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. So like I I brought it up earlier, um, I'm just going to go through a quick Friday, Friday, January 15th. We got Orlando at Boston. Clearly, I think Boston's got this. You know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they've just been clicking. And Orlando, they've been doing good, but I don't think they'll be able to put up against this Boston point scoring and also defense. Then you got the Cleveland and Knicks. I think this will be a really good game. Uh, Sexton, I, Colin Sexton, their leading point guard. I'm not sure if he's out or in yet. He's uh, day-to-day. Um, but this New York Knicks has surprisingly pulled off a really well-rounded defense and um, and okay offense, and they are doing really well. This Matt, the Dallas and Milwaukee, um, you know, Luca has been doing good as always. Giannis is still doing good. Um, mm-hmm. This will be a really well Giannis, matchup. Of course. And then Minnesota and Memphis. You know, Minnesota is at a really bad struggling point. You know, Memphis, they they played Memphis yeah. uh, last night and it was a it was a good game. Um, they 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 clicked in the defense first, second, third. They were up at every end of the quarter. Then fourth quarter, they they stopped playing defense. They stopped, you know, clicking, making shots. So it made it really hard. Um and so, kind of a, kind of a yeah. classic Wolves collapse. And then we got Chicago at Oklahoma City. I think Oklahoma City's got this one, uh, but I think it will also be a really close and good game. Atlanta and Utah, Trey Young against Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell. This should be a good clash. Um, yeah. And then, like you said before, the Lakers against Lakers and uh, Anthony Davis and. Um, LeBron against uh, New Orleans, Lonzo Ball, and Zion Williamson. And then you got L.A. at Sacramento. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big I'm a big Clippers fan. Um, I'm I'm on a, I'm rooting for them in this game. You know, the Kings are they're they're not that great. So I think this should be a Clippers win. But, you know, I'm really rooting for them there. Um but let's move on to Saturday here, the 16th. So it is a little bit of a shorter list. It got six games. The Rockets at the Spurs, the Magic at the Nets, the Hornets at the Raptors, the 76ers at the Grizzlies, Pistons at the Heat, and the Hawks at the Trailblazers. Yeah. So when I look at the schedule, Houston, you know, they're, they, James Harden, you know, that's, that's the big thing, big, big name I have to say about this. Um, it's they're losing him, and so I think they're gonna struggle this year. San Antonio, Demarcus or DeRozan has been playing really well, and uh, they have a solid team. So I'm going to have to say that I'm gonna have the Spurs beat the Houston. Houston is just so discombobulated right now. Mm-hmm. They're um, playing at home, and you know the Spurs. I'm pretty sure are a 
you know, they're like a they're a decent home team. It looks like they are actually no they're not. Jesus. They are one and three at home. So it looks like they're playing better away yeah. than they are at home. <laughs> That's yeah, a rare sight to um, see. And then we got Orlando at net. Like I'm saying, things are um there I think Kyrie is right now, um, as I look at this these news but i think Kyrie is actually like he's talking to the general manager and they're i think he's starting to come back out of the shadows and he's starting to to um come back and james harden should be in the nets pretty soon so it will be a high threat offense and so i think they they got this in the bag against orlando and charlotte toronto toronto has been putting up a good fight and Charlotte has been putting up a good fight. Um, and I think this will this will be also a really close game. Um, you know, you have Charlotte with a record of six and six, and then you got Toronto Raptors um, with uh, uh, sorry. A record of two and eight. So the Raptors are not looking too sharp. They have a lot to do, but I think that their schedule has not been how they like it. And and I think they're playing really good basketball. But I think I have to say Charlotte for this game. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going with you there too. I mean, I like you know I'm not a huge Lomelo Ball fan, but. You know, you got to love the GOAT, LeVar. I mean, the big bald man. He is the absolute legend. And, um, you know, LaMelo's played pretty well so far, and I'm pretty sure he's got Miles Bridges with him. He's got he's got a legit um, a little buildings of possibly a good team in Charlotte. So I think that the Hornets have got this one, not by, like, a lot, but I think mm-hmm. they're definitely going and, to win this game. And then we look at Miami and Detroit. I'm just going to stay straight up Miami. Um, They just, they're coming off last year and they're staying strong, just kind of like Lakers. Um, Then you got Memphis at Philly. Philly, Joel Embiid, this Memphis barely won to the fifth, uh, the two and eight um, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Atlanta get at Portland. This will be a really good game. Both really good team teams, both with really good point guard and centers. And I think that will also be a really good game. And then uh, postponed games is Phoenix and Indiana, and that is because of Phoenix coronavirus cases. Yeah, and you know it has been tough this year with Corona. I mean. I think the NBA has handled it pretty well. You know, there's only so much that you can do. I mean, and I think they're doing pretty much all the right things, but this is a tough time, and it's it's a tough thing to deal with. And I really hope that they continue to, to, like, get better and change their best, but I'm actually pretty happy with how them and the NFL both have been handling this for, I mean, pretty much the duration of their seasons and last season, if we're talking NBA. Um but that should pretty much conclude it for our NBA part of the podcast. You know, 
I'm not a huge NBA guy, but I enjoy talking I would, about it. And I know Caden like is, and he say, is. Um, right before we get into the college, uh, I would like to make just an early prediction of the top 10 teams in the Eastern Conference and top 10 teams in the Western Conference for the playoff. Um, just real quick. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, probably, I don't know, probably in order. I got to say, I think the 76ers, then the Bucks, then the Celtics, and then I got to say Nets, and then you got Pacers, Magic, mm-hmm. Hawks, Hornets, and then Heat, and then Knicks. Knicks grasping yeah. 10 seed. That's a, that's a solid, that's a solid list. I'd yeah, say there's, there's still a there's lot of so basketball, basketball to be played, to be played in. but... I'd just like to make an early prediction. Um, I think the Nets could fall into the third-place spot, uh, kicking Boston to the fourth-place spot. And it, it will just be really interesting to see what Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin can do. Um, but... Excited. I and mean, like I said, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. You know? to three games at home. I mean, they've had a, a rough schedule, but we know what this team is. You know, Kyle Lowry is a great point guard. I have a ton of respect, and he can really toss this team on his back sometimes. And with all that time left, I think that the Raptors can grow into their own, and I honestly think they have a shot at actually clinching the 10th or 9th spot on this list. Okay. So now as we move into the Western Conference, I mean, L.A., Los Angeles Lakers, definitely taking number one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, Los Angeles Clippers taking the second seed. And then from there, I think it's going to be really interesting. You know, Jazz and Phoenix are going to probably – Jazz, Phoenix, and Trailblazers are probably going to be mixed between the third and the fifth seed. Uh I think it's actually going to be really interesting because I think from three to about three to about eight, uh, the the standings right now are so close. But I think I think Golden State is going to probably fall down. But I think Utah, Phoenix, uh, the Trailblazers, probably the Mavericks. Um, I see the Spurs going a little bit, and uh, Denver Nuggets, uh, probably Pelicans. And I know I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, but looking at how this team has played and how how when they are playing defense, when they are making their shots, I know this like sounds obvious, like oh, when they're making their shots, but when they're when not when they're not taking ridiculous shots, the Timberwolves can be a ten seed team. So I I'm not putting them in the top ten, but I'm putting them on the watch list. And I agree with you there. You know, I, I, I've had a really tough relationship with the Wolves. Um, you know, I, they are my home team, and I will support them more than I will the Clippers. I ought to be honest. I only like the Clippers because two of the Gopher draft picks have gone to the Clippers. But anywho, I still think Minnesota has had a rough. They're better than their record reflects. I mean, they have not played well so far this season, and Carl Anthony Towns has been out with injury. And there's just been a lot of moving pieces around the offseason. I think 
as more basketball is played, they're kind of like the Raptors. Well, they'll kind of get into their groove and we'll find out like what kind of team this really is. And maybe they're a 10th seed team and maybe they're more of like a 13th in the standings type of team. Yeah. So now we'll take a little look at college. You know, a lot of yes, sir. interesting things are going into college. Um, yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's just kick things off with the the. Let's kick, let's kick things. Yes, the eight people. We've got a lot of Big Ten teams and a lot of Big Twelve teams, and you know, of course, we've got some ACC in there, but they're a little bit more in the lower rankings of the AP poll. But um, you know, right now our top five is looking like Gonzaga. Baylor, Villanova, Texas, and Iowa. So we've got a West Coast team, a Big 12, a Big East, another Big 12, and a Big Big 10 team. Um, You know, what are your thoughts on this top five teams in the nation right now? When I'm looking at the top five, I I agree with it mostly. Um, You know, Gonzaga coming off a win from Portland, 116 to 88. and I mean, they these are just so like good teams within these the top five. Um, there is one thing I disagree, or I don't necessarily disagree. I just question: Is Baylor a second seed? Because when you look at Baylor's schedule, they've had a tougher schedule than Gonzaga. They're only thirty points underneath mm-hmm. Gonzaga. They're they're playing. They're playing like Gonzaga has played four ranked teams and you look at Baylor and they've played more. And so it's really, it's really interesting at what you look, is Gonzaga going to fall down in the AP poll due to the rest of their schedule? You know, they, they don't play any more ranked teams, the rest of the schedule until the tournament. And so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, and yeah, I think Texas is a bit underrated against Villanova. I think they should be a third, and Villanova should be followed with fourth. And um, I think also Kansas could be take that five seed from Iowa. But what are your thoughts? Certainly possible, and I agree with you on on Gonzaga. Gonzaga has a pretty easy schedule for the rest of the season and Baylor does it. I mean, they've got, they've got wins that are not going to be easy wins in there. So I have a feeling that if Baylor can, you know, maintain a really good record and if they can beat some of these key teams, especially, especially Kansas and Texas type teams. Also you could throw West Virginia in there. They just got a win over them. That's that's a big that's a big deal if they can do that. And I would say that they would move to number one if they can make some of yeah. those ones happen. You know, I'm a big Baylor believer because they've already beaten Illinois. And I'm I'm really high on Illinois. I think Illinois should be a top ten team. So I really see Baylor could move past Gonzaga in that number one spot. And Gonzaga's a good team. I'm not gonna take any credit away from Gonzaga. They are a good team. And a lot of people love them because this year they kind of just came out and, you know, they're like, we're the number one team in the nation. Um, I got to say with Villanova, 
I'm not a huge fan of them being at three. I could see them being at like five or six, but I really don't see them being a three. I don't think they're that good. And I think as more games get played, they're going to drop. Agree. They're not really that that great of a tournament team. I mean, they've been the, the one seed a couple of times, and, you know, they've been upset by Wisconsin, but they haven't even made it to the, I mean, they, they did win that. They did win that um, championship a couple years back, which is a big deal. But like, historically other than that they they've got more to prove in my opinion um texas is a great team and you know 10 and 1 in the big 12 is no easy feat and they've beaten west virginia most two to 70 and west virginia i believe is the 13th team in the nation so that is no small feat and they i mean they've they've got a hard schedule so I really don't know if they're going to be able to keep at number four for the rest of the season, but uh, we'll see what happens. And, you know, I was, if you probably picked up, we're, we're Minnesota fans and naturally we're gopher fans. So God, do we yeah. hate Iowa? <laughs> but you know, they're a talented team. They are a talented team and they just kicked our butts last week. So <laughs> they deserve to be a high ranking. We'll see how long five lasts. Because the Big Ten is a very deep and challenging conference. And I have a feeling that they, once they get to play in Illinois, and especially in Michigan more often, it's going to be rough. They're probably going to drop down, I think, to more of like an eight or a nine. But that's just my opinion. They are a talented team, but I still don't think they're going to hold that spot. And that's what I find so interesting about these rankings is that they're so fluid is that they can switch around so easily. And you really need to fight this year because this is a really deep year of basketball. There are a lot of really, really good teams and a lot of really strong yeah, conferences. Like uh, you were saying, you look at this, the Big Ten dominating the eight people and the Big 12. You know, it's you got Iowa at number five, Michigan at number seven, Wisconsin at number nine. And you look at all these teams and they're just so dominant and they're all playing each other. So the rankings are constantly changing. Um, And yeah, I think, I think there's so many, it's March Madness is going to be interesting this year. I think it's going to be more competitive. I think everyone is more driven this year more than ever. Mm -hmm. I agree. So that was a good little breakdown of the top teams in the AP here. Um, let's take a look at some college basketball games that are coming up here um, in the next couple of days. So tomorrow, today is the 14th. It's January 14th. So if you're listening to this, you may we may be a little bit behind in talking about some of these games. You may know the final already. But we're still going to go ahead with this Rutgers and Wisconsin game. And I would say that Rutgers is a solid team. I mean, they were ranked 13th in the nation, and I'm pretty sure they almost beat Illinois. Can't remember if they beat them or if they almost beat them. It was close. But Wisconsin just got, like, dropped kicked by Michigan. Michigan came in to the Cole Center, and they beat them by 20. So Wisconsin really needs to rebound here against Rutgers and Rutgers is like I've said they are a good team 
but I still think Wisconsin is better. But in the Big Ten, there are no easy wins. So we're going to see what happens there. That. Um, the next game um, I'm looking at, at least, is Saturday, January 16th. We got Ohio State at Illinois. Um, I think this is going to be a really good game. Illinois is a like a team we said probably should be moved up to the rankings in top 10. But Ohio State, they win mm-hmm. well. They are a high threat team. So I think this will be a really good team against another Big Ten ranked matchup. And yeah, what are your thoughts? Here's what I would say for that Illinois game. When Ohio State played Minnesota, they got beat. They got beat bad by like 25 because Minnesota's got like a really big, big. They've got Liam Robbins, who's 7 1. And so does Illinois and Kofi Coburn, who is by far the better big man there. And Ohio State is a smaller team. They don't really have a true center. They more have got like a power forward, like forward type of guy in AJ Liddell. And he's he is a talented player, don't get me wrong, but he only scored two points in that first half against a bigger defender in Minnesota. So we'll see what happens there. I have a feeling that Illinois is gonna gonna win this game and they're gonna start moving back up in the rankings and Ohio State might drop a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. I mean another game I'm looking at is I think this will be a really good game is if you're looking for a really good game. On ESPN, you got Virginia number eighteen against Clemson, number twelve. Um we've stated this a few mm-hmm. times, but I think Clemson is a little too high of a ranking for the team that they're at. Um, Virginia's coming off a, a, a March Madness win, and they're still looking strong. So this will be a really, really good game to watch. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, they're at Clemson, but Clemson is is a kind of a slow-starting team. They haven't really gone out like in front and took a powerful grip on that game. So if if Virginia can do that and get the upper hand, maybe go up by, you know, like eight or nine, even pushing it into the double digits, that would be a huge step for them. And, you know, Clemson is capable of coming, but, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to stay at 12 for that long. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at the two more games. One of the big ones is number two Baylor at uh, number 15 Texas Tech, you know, two ranked teams. Both are, you know, Baylor, we said, they still have to play ranked teams. They still have to prove that they can pass Gonzaga and take that number one seed. Um, and so I think this this will be, you know, another challenge on their way and another another game to prove that they are worthy. Yeah, and, you know, Texas Tech is – they are a good team. I mean, they've gone deep in the tournament for the past couple of years. Um, but Baylor is really, really good this year. And I have a feeling that Baylor wins this game. You know, Texas Tech is at home. And even though there aren't any fans really in, in the stands this year, that it seems like that home court advantage has really been there for a lot of teams. And other teams are struggling to play on the road. But right now, Baylor is actually playing on the road pretty well. They're playing at neutral sites pretty well. So... I have a feeling that Baylor's going to win this one, not by a blowout win, but it's going to be, you know, a firm victory. And then victory. speaking of, you know, home court advantage and away advantage, you got 
I'm not saying this game is important just because I'm a Minnesota fan, but just looking at the grand scheme of things, you got number seven, Michigan at number 23, Minnesota, you know, Minnesota 10 and 0 at home. They have been a real threat at home. Oh, and four away. They just came off a really bad loss against Michigan, but at home, that's just where they feel comfortable. And I think they will be a real major threat at home against Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Michigan is red hot right now. They are completely undefeated. They've won every game they've played. They just literally destroyed Wisconsin. They beat us even worse by, like, 25. They're really finding their identity. And their identity is a very, very good defensive team. They can suffocate other offenses on defense really, really well. Wisconsin is a great offense. I mean, they've got Micah Potter, Nate Reavers. Brad Davidson, Helene Ford, Demetri Price, of course, is one of the better guards in the Big Ten, even in the country, and they shut him down. I mean, it is crazy, but, you know, you look at Minnesota, and they play really well at home. They haven't lost a game at home yet, so we're kind of looking at an undefeated home record versus a complete undefeated record. And but This is a big game for Minnesota because they've just kind of gotten their butts kick these last two games and they really need to prove that if they want to stay as a ranked team and be a big contender when it comes you know march and april they need to win big home games like this so they know that i mean they're going to give it their all and michigan's going to give it their all because they know minnesota's out and you know the the neutral court at indiana is going to be big and um it's going to be really interesting with some of these teams that are playing really bad at away, but really well at home, such as Minnesota. Um, and, you know, looking, looking mm-hmm. at bracketology right now, um, you know, there's, there's some interesting games that I think are going to be, that are going to be fun to watch, but I think there's also going to be some, some games that, you know, there's some teams that right now I don't think will last until March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say, speaking of March Madness, it's it's going to be in Indiana, like you said. And that's I think that's a good idea because, you know, Indiana basketball, you know, Hoosiers basketball, it runs deep with, you know, Bobby Knight. It's – it's it's a really rich basketball state, and you know you've got Assembly Hall and some other smaller venues that you can have people play at, and I think that's a good idea. Um, I'm really looking forward to this this spring, and I think that I think that this is going to be really interesting because the the thought that I've had most is that the teams that play in the hardest conferences will be best and ready when the time comes. But on the counterpoint of that is that they may not be able to get in because they've had tougher losses against teams that, you know, that are better than them. And if you take that, a perfect example, I think would be Purdue. And Purdue is a very good basketball team. Matt Painter is a great coach. And they've got, they've got Tavion Williams, who is just a fantastic, very powerful, kind of reminds me of a Jordan Murphy type of guy. And, you know, they are are capable of getting into the bracket and, you know, playing in March and April. But I have a feeling that with all of the tough teams they're going to play in the Big Ten, they may not be able to make it just looking record-wise. 
So that is kind of a fine line that you need to walk for some of these teams if you really want to. Yeah, right get now they're standing at 11th seed against Colorado, a six seed. Mm-hmm. You know, I I feel like there are a lot of teams like that. Like Northwestern's going to have to walk that line. They were a ranked team, and they no longer are because they they beat a kind of overrated Michigan State team, in my opinion, who's no longer ranked. But Northwestern's going to be one of those teams that I'm looking at, like Purdue, Northwestern, and maybe even Rutgers in the Big Ten, for at least to yeah. my knowledge. I think, yeah, I think that's it's going to be a really interesting year for Brad. Yes, it is for sure. So I think that's going to conclude most of the basketball stuff we were talking about uh, today. Um, yeah, and I know, think I think this weekend is going to be really interesting. Uh, just quick, quick, like basketball, and then. You know, we'll do a quick segment right here is uh, football, you know, NFL. We're deep. We're deep mm-hmm. into the the postseason. The postseason. And so some games uh, that we have are, uh, you know, the Rams against the Packers. This will be a really good game. Um, uh, Wolford yes, is, is going to be out after a neck or a head injury in the game um the last game and so Jared Golf who had an injury is going to be starting for against the Packers. I think the Packers have a really good um mm-hmm. offense and um a really good defense and I think they will put this game away. Um you got Ravens Ravens against the yep. Bills. Um Ravens Lamar Jackson ran for 150 yards out of a really good day. And I think this Bills with Stefan Diggs and um and um Josh Allen will be a real threat. I think I'm gonna have to say that the Ravens are probably gonna I th- I don't know it's gonna be so close. I think I'm gonna have the Bills win. The Ravens win by three. Sorry. And- you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get my input on this one too. I think this is a great game because both of these teams have something to prove. Um, you know, the Ravens lost last year to Tennessee as the one seed. And, you know, they were like, they're going to the playoffs and everyone thought that was going to happen. And they didn't. And that was kind of that end of the season after such a great performance from Lamar. And it was a really disappointing end of their season. So they're looking to prove themselves once again in the playoffs. And, you know, the Bills really need to prove themselves in the playoffs because they haven't been there for a while. But (laughs) I think that the Bills are a really talented team. Stephon Diggs has probably been the top receiver in the nation, in my opinion, so far. He's been really, really, really good. Um, And they've got got a solid defense. They've got a great – I'm going to just have to say that that the Bills are going to win this game – you know, I'm 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 a big fan of Lamar and his athleticism and how really truly gifted he is, but I'm gonna have to go with the Bills yeah. on this one. And then you know, and then we look at Browns and Chiefs. I think this is gonna be the game to watch. I mean, all these games are gonna be so good, mm-hmm. but you got 
you got Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill against, you know, Browns haven't been to the playoffs since 2002. They they just dominate against the Steelers. And they're coming in and they're feeling confident. And so I think this will be such a good game to watch with Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, and Nick Chubb. And then the last game, we got the Saints at Tampa Bay. This will also be a good game, these division rivals. Um, but I think I think the Saints are going to pull this off. They swept the series in in the, during the regular season, and I think they have it. I think they're going to finish that series in the playoffs. You know, I'm cheering for Tampa Bay in this one. I, I don't think they're going to win, but I still will cheer for them because, you know, I'm a, B, I'm a big gopher football fan, so I love Antoine Winfield Jr., Tyler Johnson on that team. Um, I'm not a big Brady bandwagon type of guy. You know, he's, he's a solid quarterback, and he has been really, really, really talented historically, especially in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they – kind of had a closer game against the Washington football team. And, you know, you kind of want to see like kind of a blow up victory there just to get your confidence up and get some ground under you as you go and fight this very, very talented yeah. New Orleans And then team. the last uh, last two things I got to say, uh, congratulations to Alabama for, um, for getting that win against Ohio State. And looking now, it looks like um, Urban Meyer is probably going to go to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. He is going to Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Um, he agreed to a, a job. And then, you know, last thing I got to say, I think cross-country skiing is an underestimated sport. Um, but I want to say congratulations to um, the U.S. women's team, Jesse Diggins, for winning the Tour de Ski. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, indeed. And I would say that's that's probably going to conclude um, mo- most of our sports talk in the pod today. We appreciate everybody listening, and, you know, please give your support. Um, you know, we're pretty new to this, and we're basically just two teenagers sitting down and talking about sports. Um, so it may not be super entertaining to every listener, but, you know, if you do enjoy it, we really appreciate you listening. Um, it means a lot to us. And we'll definitely try to do more of these in the future. Kaden? Thank you. Yeah, just thank you so much for listening. Uh, share this with your friends if you enjoy it. Yep. And thank you. We'll Bye. see you next time.